Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are back with our ABC series today with a letter Q and we watched the queen with a Helen Mirren it occurred to me yeah 2006 um there's a lot longer yeah. ago than I anticipated this movie coming out um yeah it looked like it was from 2000s 2006 <laughs> yeah you know, the movie was um, a little grainy <laughs> it was I mean it was shot on film but it was uh yeah. definitely processed and not as a uh, clear watching it on Amazon, which we meant to watch it on HBO Max, and I think it might have left HBO Max on May 1st, which that was when we tried to watch this movie, and I was like, shit! Oh, I know. <laughs> we were, oh, damn it. We we had, yes, we're, we're like, we have two movies to watch. We watched Top Hat, and they were like, and I was like, oh, and the queen's on here, Alessandra, and she's like, great, and then we didn't watch it. So we ended up giving Bezos some money. <laughs> Not so much, but <laughs> and when you know this comes out, uh, I did not time this. We did not time this, but tomorrow is the coronation of the king, and uh, I think it's pretty remarkable that we decided to watch this movie when um, a major change is happening in England um, on on Saturday. <laughs> oh my gosh it's happening oh okay you said tomorrow because this will come out on friday got it yeah mm-hmm. sorry just a little peek behind behind the curtain we're filming this on a wednesday <laughs> <laughs> but it will release on friday this friday <laughs> the fifth um but yeah wow the queen never i had never seen it um i have and you have seen it before when when did yes. you yes when did you see it originally? I'm going to go with sometime in college. I can't remember exactly when, but um, I remember that it was about Princess Diana's death and mm-hmm. okay. just the aftermath of that. And, I, you know, and honestly, watching it again, I have a lot more thoughts about it than I think I did then. So, oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. This was my first time, obviously, as I just said. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a lot different, I guess, than I thought it was going to be. I guess I kind of thought that it was going to just be kind of like a slow political, like, and it was political in, in, in many ways, but mm-hmm. like, just like kind of slow and boring and just... I don't know, like a little bit more polished, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was very mm-hmm. like, it was almost documentary-like. And I 
really enjoyed it. Like, I really liked Michael Sheen's character. I really enjoyed Helen Mirren as the queen. Um, it was, it was very entertaining. I really liked watching this. Yeah, I feel like 2006, this movie was a turning point um, in the way that we think about the the royal family. And the writer and director are two people who have worked and done a lot of movies, like Stephen Frears is the director. He made a lot of, he's made a lot, a lot of movies and you know, some of them are really historical, um, including this one. And um, he made Dangerous Liaisons. Um, Ooh, yeah. We yeah. About he, that movie. Yeah, we love Dangerous Liaisons. Um, he's great with drama. Um, My Beautiful Laundrette, um, Victoria and Abdul. So he, oh, he yeah. does make, you know, some like great, uh, great dramas and uh, lighthearted dramas and anything really in between. And the writer, Peter Morgan, is, like, incredibly prolific um, playwright, story writer, like, truly has written about the royal family so many times. And after this movie, like, even produced things that kind of, this is defines the way we think of the intimate details of... Um, the royal family and the queen and everything. So he actually wrote another movie that's a sequel to this. That was a TV movie that I also remember watching on HBO called um, The Special Relationship, which had also Michael Sheen as Tony Blair and his wife, um, the late... um, actress what was her name again um i hate that they don't put the top cast in here again like if the people who are actually in the movie helen mccrory um r.i.p she was her his wife as well in the in the like follow-up movie and it is about um the special relationship between tony blair and bill clinton and like their whole um like American UK kind of um, handholding in the late 90s. Oh, I see. And okay. so that was interesting. And then there's also like a play that he wrote that's also featured Helen Mirren um, as the queen. And then like, and then I, I was looking at it and Peter Morgan is the writer of The Crown as well. And yes, I saw that here in his filmography. Yeah, I'm a big fan of The Crown. And I was watching this movie not knowing this. And and I like was struck just now reading that because I thought this fe- this feels like an episode of The Crown. Like the the pacing, the drama, yeah. the, in- the and even the conversations. I was like this same conversation appears in The Crown. <laughs> and I was like there has yeah. to be like some connection and and that's it. That's the writer. Um it's a proto crown, you know. Um, Basically, yeah. This was, this was a uh, what was it? The queen, the queen walked so the crown could run. <laughs> yeah, and it it sure. I mean, it walked all the way into winning an Oscar for Helen Mirren. So, <laughs> yeah, she was she was really good. I really liked. I don't even really know where to start. Like, I just I really. 
I really liked Helen Mirren's performance. Um, I don't know, like, I, I know that the, that the royal family is very special to a lot of people. Um, you know, the queen, Queen Elizabeth was, was very cute. May she rest in peace. Um, you know, but I never really gave very much thought about them as, you know, uh, humans. Yeah. Other than, you know, being human, being, being very well-known humans. Um, and, uh, I don't think I knew all that much about Princess Diana, um, other than kind of what we learned from, um, which I mean, I'm, which I mean, honestly, it wasn't much. The, the movie that Kristen Stewart was in. That's mm. another thing that I, that was that a very surface level movie. Yeah. 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 I felt like I learned more like about her event, from this so. movie. Yeah. From this movie than, you know, kind of anything else really i knew she was popular but like the just watching the aftermath of her of her death was was amazing really i mean mm -hmm. all those people that that came out to uh to a uh, mourn together like it really her death really brought the country together but then was like also tearing it apart it was it was very cool and and then this 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 time frame that they chose to to like set this movie in was was very fun i like i like movies that are about like a very small piece so that we can really dissect it and really mm -hmm. like see it from 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 beginning to end and this this was just like that like yeah you know meeting the queen and diana dying and then just the whole aftermath of it like for the whole like week that this happens basically two week two weeks um yeah it's such a uh insular event that has yeah. mighty repercussions and like the drama and the like the clear turning point for the queen and her popularity and the choices that she decides to make in this movie um are obviously very dramatized, but there is a reason why she did the things in real life. And so it's kind of like the producers and Peter Morgan, like, you know, kind of getting as much information as possible in order to craft an exceptional screenplay, like, and plan it all out so that the drama is, like, felt and and there's, like, some kind of theme in there. Like, it's the same with pretty much every episode of The Crown has a, a a running theme and some of them are you know they're all very different in their own ways and that's that's also what i really like about it is it has like the threads that that go through the whole episode and those are usually only like an hour and so like a whole movie like two hour movie of it was really wonderful to be able to like feel the comfort and the like dynamics of the family and, you know, I'm kind of used to it because I've watched The Crown and I've, you know, been, been more comfortable with these characters. And so seeing the actors play, like these different actors play them was really refreshing and like really interesting to see. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, her husband, James Cromwell, was, yes. you know, Prince Philip. And of course, we love him from Babe. <laughs> One of my From favorite Babe. movies ever. <laughs> yes, he was in Babe. I was like, hey, it's you. 
And also, we just finished Downton Abbey, but it also had uh, Douglas Reith, who played Lord Arley in, Lord, in the movie, and then he was also in um, Downton Abbey as Lord Merton. And that was like our only <laughs> Downton call out. <laughs> yes, yes, he sure was. He sure was. Um, wow. Interesting. Um, I also want to talk about Michael Sheen's character of of Tony Blair. Oh yeah, do we know how like how this stuff was received by the royal family? Like, did they ever make any comments about the movie The Queen or even The Crown, like saying that they enjoy it or its its accuracy? Mm. Like, I mean, I was, I was trying not... to find some articles about it um, before we starting, but I didn't really have time. Yeah, I was also thinking about that. I don't think that it was like affiliated with um the royal family and like the firm and stuff um mm-hmm. i think it was all just um like they allowed them to make the movie but it's it's similar to the crown where they like made it but the 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 royal family is not involved like they're not they're not giving any information out like willingly they're, whatever right. public information comes from people who've worked with them or you know biographers and stuff and and that's it so um right which it's makes not sense with, very with kind of how how private they are exactly um, yeah yeah exactly so you know it's not gonna be and, and you know some of the things that they say it's a it's a it's quite forward and i think it i get it's like a little bit more crafted in the crown with their kind of um providing information to you is just you know, obviously, the writers in the Crown are are it, they've they've had some time to like gain up a better way for the the characters to interact so that you can tell the audience what's going on while also staying true to what somebody might actually say. And I feel like this one right. kind of was a little ham fisted sometimes with stuff, um, trying to just tell you what's up. <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah. Yeah, making the characters was, a little was, bit more dramatic than they probably are yeah. in real life. <laughs> that was a very early two thousands thing to do. <laughs> in, yeah, in a movie, kind of, kind of hamming it up, I think. And um, but you know, Helen Mirren as the queen, she really gave a more. I think probably the way it was received in two thousand six, such a um, like a flesh and blood feeling of a person and like somebody who actually cares um to somebody who no one knew you know only like a select few of people who who've really had the chance to engage with her on a a more intimate level like so it's kind of like her portrayal that shaped the way we think of the queen in a lot of ways um and it's it's really interesting that it kind of like rewrote the way that we see the royal family and it was only, you know, like this movie came out in 2006. It came out nine years after this happened. Like that's, that's not very long. Like afterwards, you know, (laughs) like reflecting on something that happened nine years previously. That's like, you know, making a movie today that would have come out like about things that happened nine years ago, which is, I guess, what, 2016. Yeah. Like, um, all right, like that doesn't feel like very long ago, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's 
it's wild. I don't know. Um, it is wild. And kind of going back to, before we kind of touch on Michael 2013, Sheen. 2013, sorry. Yeah, Michael Sheen, a, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, before I talk about Michael Sheen, you you made me think of something um, about Helen Mirren's portrayal of the Queen. It again, I don't really know the Queen very much. Obviously, like I don't know her personality. I don't really know anything about her in this situation. But I really liked Helen Mirren's uh, portrayal in this movie because you could really tell that she was, you know, really trying to follow royal protocol about these things. Like you know, they have they have a set path of of the way things are done, mm-hmm. and. And you could really, you could, she's very straight faced a lot of the movie, but you can, you can still see that emotion sticking out every, every once in a while and knowing like what, what she was probably thinking in this moment. Like she probably, Mm -hmm. the way that she was kind of strong armed into, into doing these things for the public, for her public, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of save face, she, you could really kind of tell that she you know, might have disliked it, but still felt empathetic about the whole situation. Maybe. I don't know. It was just, it was, she was, she was really trying to keep a straight face. And I was like, what are you thinking? Like I was looking at her. I was like, what? And sometimes it was a little hard. I was like, "Mm, where are you sympathetic? Are you giving in? Are you still just going to fight it? It was, it was very interesting. Like I was just, I was watching her so intently. Yeah. She's, she's stone faced and yeah very much um but that's that's why it's such a great performance and um so so did you like michael sheen as tony blair i mean i don't know what tony blair was like in person other than he was the youngest um prime minister ever and was part of the labor party which is like a party that hadn't been elected for like decades up until that point so the the british people were like excited for change excited to get into the new era because they've, they've been feeling like so backwards and old um, up until that point. And especially in the 80s when things were like doing really well for America. And the Brits were like, we want to do well. We want to be new and interesting and care about uh, Princess Diana and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am in love with Michael Sheen. So Me I too. mean, that, oh if, that, if, that, if, that, if that tells you anything about what I thought of his performance, I thought he was wonderful. <sighs> He's so um, handsome. Oh my god. I absolutely love this man. And <laughs> um and of course don't know really anything about Tony Blair. Um, but I again, like I really like he felt very down to earth and realistic. Like I really thought this movie was gonna be very stuffy. And mm-hmm. it and it wasn't. And maybe that's kind of why I I didn't continue the crown because it felt a bit more stuffy to me. Mm-hmm. And I just and I just couldn't continue. I know it's very good, and I know I should watch it, and I will probably force myself to sit down and watch the whole thing at some point. But <laughs> um, but right now it's not it's not it's not in the stars. Can't do it. Not today. Um, but I really liked Tony Blair as a character in general. I actually found a little article or like a little like blurb from like a database or something. I'm really not sure what this website was that I was reading this mm-hmm. off of, but. It was kind of talking about the accuracy of the movie The Queen. And um, it told me that actually Tony Blair was the one that thought of the people's princess when in the movie they had it, that um, Alistair had had like written thought it of down. Like his, yeah, had yeah, yeah, had written it. Um, and uh, other than that, just like some some Easter eggs, I guess, like Tony Blair um, rooted for some 
some football team or something. And so he was wearing a jersey uh, mm-hmm. that had to do with them, like in one of the scenes and there was something else. Um, by the way, I really liked the the progression of Tony Blair as well, kind of, you know, wanting to wanting to revolutionize everything, uh, wanting to revolutionize um, England and Mm -hmm. dealing with kind of with dealing with this more traditional monarch, but then kind of being sympathetic to her side and seeing things through her eyes. And it was just, they had a really great, they had a really great relationship and really great chemistry in the movie, even though they really didn't talk to each other all that much. But like, even through, even through each other's like secretaries and assistants and stuff, like <laughs> they still communicated a lot. And, um, and that line that his wife Cherie brings up about, you know, maybe he thinks of the queen as like his mother. Um, and yeah, uh, that cute line that she had said, like every, every, uh, prime minister goes gaga for the queen or something. <laughs> or like, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I'm sure she was very charming, and, you know, she's very cute. Yeah. She's, like a little, she's a cute little old lady, and, like, you know, I'm sure she was adorable. Um, so, I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised. But and I really, really like Jean's character a lot. Yeah, and his wife, too, like, they had their relationship and how she was a little bit more radical, you know, like, yeah. saying, you know, and, and the people around him were quite radical, and I like that he yeah, was a, a little bit more... Yeah, a lot of his more, team. Yeah. yeah. He was just a little bit more, like... Um, like not a sympathizer but just kind of like understanding that you can't just be so radical especially in this kind of face and um the you know the royal family's still around because of the queen like it could have been it could have been axed um if they if they really did a shit job at towing the line between kind of becoming more um in today's age and obviously when the queen died things are getting a little bit more accepting of the royal family too and you can you can see those like inklings of it even in 2006 when this movie was um made there's a lot of trivia on this movie it is like wild um one of them talks about how the most expensive shot was that helicopter flyover over the the scottish um, Highlands, and oh, yeah. I thought that was the most soaring over California shot I've ever seen. It was like oh, for sure. And there's like music playing. I'm like, this, what in the soaring California is this? <laughs> it really was. It really was though. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And the the deer was kind of like a interesting metaphor. What did you think it uh it portrayed? Hmm. So I was, so when when I first saw it and kind of how she was acting towards it, she was like trying to save it. I, I kind of thought it was maybe a metaphor for how, for how she was treating, for how like the royal family was treating Princess Diana, or it could just be for her, of herself. Mm-hmm. That's that, that was kind of where I was, where I was flip-flopping between. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's both. <laughs> Like yeah. you can kind of make a, a a a argument for both, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, Stephen Frears wanted her to be standing away from the camera um, while she cried, so that the British people would feel like she was um, 
she still kept her dignity of being the actual queen and you're, you you mm-hmm. don't get to see her cry you know yeah um there's i mean i also kind of like that they didn't really get you didn't really get to know too many of the characters it's honestly like such a like such an insular film it really only has like so many characters in it right like it's yeah <laughs> You're just you're just going back and forth between this this week and I just the concept of it like how would you pitch this like the the people who made this movie it's like it's only nine years later or eight years later when they're making the movie they're like this is a really crazy dramatic point to make about the this like really impactful person like I mean getting that made you have to be just you have to be at the top of your class and it really is like amazing that there's just kind of this like self-referential film and biopic like era where somebody so incredibly important was yeah. made into an oscar-winning film you know like it's it's really <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. i just think about what it must have been like to to see this in 2006 <laughs> yeah there was a, I like this trivia here, screenwriter Peter Morgan's favorite line is after the queen has taken the final call from Tony Blair in the kitchen at Balmoral. Uh, she hangs up the phone, heads upstairs, knocks on the door and simply says, mummy. <laughs> it's very like, it's very vulnerable, like, like scene right there. Yeah. Her, in the like, crown, he cost- not knowing what to do. Yeah. He says mummy a lot. Um, let's see. All of the all of the things that the guy was listing to uh, to Tony Blair was like you cannot you cannot show your back to the queen you you must say <laughs> ma ma'am instead like yeah instead of mom like, yeah and or and not marm like farm or something like it was yeah. you had to do all these things it was very cute oh my god I gotta read this the five corgis who portrayed the queen's dogs won the 2007 London Film Festival's first ever Fido Award for Dogs in Movies. They won <gasps> Best in World and the Best <gasps> Historical Category. They're owned by Liz Smith, a retired UK caterer, and were discovered by a movie scout at an obedience competition. Their names are Alice, Anna, Megan, Oliver, and Poppy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm so glad that that was, that was a trivia. They were so good, the little corgis. They were amazing. So cute. Okay, I think uh, that's good. I would recommend watching The Crown, but also, I've also, I mean, I've just, I feel like we have two different perspectives because you don't, um, you're you're not an incredible uh, lover of the royal family, or at least like somebody who knows a lot more about them. Like I know so much more than I probably should know about this. Group oh yeah, of for people. sure. Let's be clear. It's it's not like I hate the royal family. I just don't know anything about them. <laughs> yeah, you. Just, <laughs> I just like have accumulated, especially in like the past like five years. I'm gonna go with like even less. I just have like consumed an extreme amount of media. Um, regarding the royal family so i yeah. will hopefully be watching on saturday i'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m and watch the coronation start 
then I'm going to be going to an English breakfast at my local bookshop cafe, and I am so excited. Ooh, let <laughs> me know was... if Elton John sings at the coronation. Mm, <laughs> I hope that he will. <laughs> Okay. Oh my goodness. The part the part where they were saying that they were what was it? The part where they had to they were trying to throw together like a like a funeral like celebration oh, of life or, or something and they're crazy. like they're like we need to use what was it called like twin bridge or something? And Yeah. And uh Queen Elizabeth was like, That's that's my that's like that's like my funeral uh code name. <laughs> and he's like he's like, That's the only one that everyone's trained to to, to do, but we're gonna change it. All yeah, because that lady be... died. <laughs> yeah. She died when she was like 102. Yeah. <laughs> she oh, was around goodness. for so long. <laughs> she sure was. Um, they're like, in- instead of this group of people, we'll have we'll have actors and, and celebrities and singers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was just it's so it was so funny. Like, it just was so. So dramatic at some point. Yeah. I mean, the, this was a dramatic event, so... Um, sure was. Sure was. Yeah. For a lot of people. It was crazy. Oh my god, the amount of people that were at, like, the funeral, basically, and then started clapping. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, can't people, even imagine. People around the world were devastated at her death. I mean, she was one of the most popular figures of all time. People loved her like it, it mean people all over the world loved her like it was not even just white people it was everyone <laughs> so like yeah and was she it was pretty like wild anti-monarchy in a way like i mean she she got divorced obviously but like was she like and, and then she was and then she was like removed from the royal family or something like she I, yeah so what happened was this is just a very quick summary. She, she her and um, Charles were separated for several years until they were granted the okay to get a divorce from the queen. And once she, they, mm. once they got a divorce, she made a tell-all kind of interview that was actually in the movie that she was watching when she was going to bed at one point, where she yeah, said, "There's like the three people in this marriage." Yeah. yeah, and that's like a very um it, it she she was like looked at being like a little bit too open at that point and um obviously she was just incredibly hounded by the media constantly which was not helped by her separation and divorce because once she got a divorce she wasn't protected by the um like guards anymore so yeah she kind of just was on her own, even though she was like, she still had money, you know, from the government and stuff, but, um, she was still kept, I think she still kept her title of the princess of Wales. Um, and because she was married to the, to the king or to the, to the prince. So yeah, she still, she still kept that. But, um, then she, was kind of just going off on her own and doing her like she did a lot of charity things and she went on vacations with you know powerful people and then she died so it didn't really like it couldn't actually get to the point where i think she was being more antagonistic because she was like the most antagonistic thing that she did was she 
had a biographer write a book about her and she did those that interview you know right and and i don't think like it, it it's it's very complicated like she never outwardly like said um too many mean things but i think it's just kind of a lot of subtext yeah 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 it's and people were i mean even today people just have so many opinions about the state of her marriage and and how they just hate charles like so much and mm. Mm-hmm. it's i mean it, it's a real again like it it was a situation in which they shouldn't have really gotten married in the first place and they did and um yeah which is why i was kind of interested on to see like how the how the royal family like received this movie because it it didn't really put them in a good light like even up until the end mm-hmm. like it was like they were strong-armed and then they did it mm-hmm. just to save mm-hmm. face pretty much like that's yeah it's kind of the vibe i got from the whole thing um i mean that's yeah <laughs> like that that's the that's the angle of, of the crown as well and like there's a lot of oh, versions okay. of it where you kind of get you know you get shades of people because they're they're complicated individuals which is why they make a whole a whole show out of it and you know sometimes sure. you feel bad for them but you know not yeah. a lot of times because th- their circumstances are like so wild that like it it is hard to connect with them so yeah yeah Yeah. they're like they're just they're just beings of a different caliber it seems (laughs) they have like a life that is unlike anybody else's life so you know even even with like a prince harry now there's always this um opinion of others that fuels the fire of the royal family as as an entire um important group of people and you know you wonder why we care about these people and it's because it's like it's like the stock market like it matters because you you put your money and your time and your effort into it and that's why it matters right we're talking about this movie right now (laughs) so right yeah that's the relevance (laughs) and um so did you read the plot keywords yet or no? No, I have not. I'll do that right now. Or do we want to do a, a break or, or after the after I do the plot keywords, we do a break? No, let's, <laughs> let's do a break and then we okay. can do the plot keywords. Okay. okay, good. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Okay, we are back. All right. So let's see. The plot keywords we got here are Queen Elizabeth II character, based on real person, United Kingdom, Scotland, 
head of state. There you go. Nice. That's that's a pretty good summation. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, this movie got a 91 meta score. Um, Fantastic. 37 positive reviews, zero mixed, and zero negative reviews. <laughs> Hot dog. Hot dog. Lowest <laughs> is a 70, and it got a bunch of 100s. I'm going to count them while you, while you read the lowest one. You do that. Here we go. The New Yorker gave it a 70. Um, how could Frears and his cast rise above the sins of the miniseries? One answer is the force of that cast. The other thing that rescues the, and refines the queen is one of the basic bonuses of movie going. More, fa- more familiar of late from, more familiar of late from documentaries like Touching the Void and Capturing the Freedmen's. You come out arguing. <laughs> mm, that's fun. Wow. Um. Okay, there are twelve one hundreds. By the way. Um, oh my goodness read one of these um read the chicago tribune 88 says the film goes pretty goes pretty easy on the royals in the end and it's a flattering portrait of blair but it's not credulous freers may swim in the political mainstream with the queen but he does so like a champion of channel crosser Mm. champion channel crosser that is Mm. adorable Mm -hmm. thank you michael (laughs) phillips (laughs) Oh my goodness. So many 100s. Let's see. Hmm. I like this 91 from the organ or Ghanaian or Canadian. I don't even know how you would say that. Oh. It says the queen is altogether remarkable not only for what it is, but for what it isn't. Oh. I, okay. That is so true. Like I do again want to say how good this screenplay is, which it did get nominated for an Oscar for. It, I mean, it just, it's a real event and you're trying to like tackle so many things and try to like come to a logical conclusion and it does it so well. I like this one. It's kind of short and sweet. Um, the Boston Globe is one of the 100s. Um, a subtle, often very funny, ultimately touching tragedy of royal manners and meaning. <laughs> yeah, that's such a simple way to say it. <laughs> uh. Oh my god! And the vulture uh, here at the top. The queen is the most reverent, irreverent comedy imaginable, or maybe it's the most irreverent, reverent comedy. Either way, it's a small masterpiece. <laughs> Oh my god! So I guess it was a HBO mini series before it was a movie. Um, really? I, oh. Well, people are referring to that in this, and it, yeah, it they are. Maybe it was called called Elizabeth. I think possibly that's what it's called. Um, maybe. I'm just trying to find it. Let's see. I don't. I don't know. I. Was Helen Mirren in that, too? I gotta look now. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I should have done... We're even covering the... so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't know that this episode would have required so much... So much research. Oh, no. Okay, it was not. No. So Helen Mirren okay. played in the HBO miniseries Elizabeth I. Oh. Um, 
or HBO movie, excuse me, um, oh, in 2005. Okay. And okay. her, she was the queen, and it looks like uh, the Jeremy Irons was the um, lover for her in that or something. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Um, All right. Is that yeah, all we so, have uh, to, that's uh, it. Yeah, is that the thing? That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's what's the next movie in our uh, on our on our alphabet? <laughs> shit, Emily. Oh shit. Let me get it out. I'm so sorry for this. Okay, here to- we go. Totally forgot. Totally. Forgot. I also forgot. Were we? Oh no, we were going to still do one. The the last episode of the. Of the roulette wheel, right? Um, no, we we did that. Like it was top hat. It's over. That's right. That was top hat. Oh well, we never <laughs> mentioned that we were gonna that we were gonna stop doing. That. We forgot, honestly. Well, cause we, cause we, I thought you were gonna put it as a classic. Oh, too late. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, okay. I I'm gonna quickly clear that up right now. So top hat <laughs> was was a part of our. During during the pandemic, if you didn't already know, we did the quarantine movie roulette wheel, and yeah. uh, and uh, we're not going to do that anymore. Top Hat was the last one, and um, and uh, <laughs> we already talked about it. It was a lot of fun. Definitely go listen to that one. But uh, yeah, we're done with that. We're going to continue on our ABC series and kind of our other stuff that we have open. Um, and the yeah. next letter okay. is R. Yes. And we're going to be watching the indie movie Rocket Science. Ooh. So that's going to be a completely different vibe from the one we just watched. And oh, I bet. And a budget the size of a teaspoon compared to the one we just watched. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a teaspoon? <laughs> oh, is it this one from 2007? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Okay. All right. I'm excited. Me okay, too. I've never heard of this movie. Yeah. All right. I'm oh, is that a baby Anna Kendrick? Yeah, it sure is. <gasps> all right. Well, look forward to that, everyone. Um, but that is all we have here for you for the Queen. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and IMDb. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. Uh, if you want to email us and say hello, please do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our social media. We have Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And we also have merch. So please check that out. But thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.